Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. As you remember that time you were a lead saw in the shot crew and the saw just quit working and you were a few miles from the trucks? Next thing you know, you're hiking down the mountain and all the way down to the trucks and you had to pull out the field kit for a chainsaw surgery. I know, I've been there. The whole crew is waiting on you and your stomach's just turning with this anxious feeling of like, I gotta get back, right? You started with the basics, a quick chain sharpen, filter cleaning, check the spark plug, there's nothing obvious, so you dumped out the fuel, noticed it was clear, like, oh shit. You put a different fuel in, tried to start it, but the pull cord wouldn't even pull. The engine seized. As you pulled out the piston tool and tore down the chainsaw to the foundation, you remember seeing a hot ember go into the filter. Your stomach turns even more, knowing that your crew needs you up on the hill. But it's important to have all the saws running, right? And the spare was already down for maintenance. After taking out the piston, it was easy to see the piston had a chunk missing, and all you had to do was swap it out for a new piston. You learned that this was no easy feat in the field, right? You got back to work and kicked some ash for the rest of the day. If your mind is like a chainsaw, then all you need is the right tool to fix the foundation. That tool is the breakthrough session, because your subconscious mind is what ignites your life with action. The mechanics of that ignition are your beliefs, values, and emotions. When you release anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt, it's like getting a rebuild from the inside out. The breakthrough session is leadership because when you lead yourself before you lead others, they'll follow, right? So go to Mountain Mind Tricks and click on the Discovery Session button. Find a time, fill out the form. The Discovery Session is a free chat about where you are and where you want to be. So go to mountainmindtricks.com and sign up for a discovery session. That's mountainmindtricks.com. I'm so excited for my guest today. Her name is Sherriana Boyle, and she is the author of Emotional Detox and Emotional Detox for Anxiety. And Cheryl, can you share your story on how you got here, how you became a writer, and, and what you're doing now? Sure. Well, first, Thomas, thanks for having me on your show and how I got here. Well, <laughs> I started writing about, oh boy, I think it was maybe 10 years ago. It was my first book was published in 2012. Um, and I wrote that book because I was on a leave of absence from my job. I was in a job that was high demand. I was actually a school psychologist. We were understaffed and I was pregnant and I left to have my baby. And while I was away from the job, I realized what a toll it was taking on me. And I thought to myself, I can't go back to that. I can't, I can't function in that way, especially now with this baby coming. So I decided to kind of start writing down my thoughts of how I would do it differently, how I would go back to my career. I actually never did go back, mainly because I decided to have more children. 
but I took a, a little detour and I started to work in public speaking. I was still writing, eventually publishing, and then starting to see clients outside of, of my of my work, giving, giving people support. So just kind of came from that experience. Oh, that's so amazing. And, and I think that journaling for me is something I use every day and it's so powerful and I use it for my clients too. And, and, and how did that journaling, how did that process really like transform your life? Well, I, I actually, just was writing down ideas. It wasn't really a, a venting kind of a thing. It was more of, well, if I'm not going to function that way, then how's it going to look? And also kind of what I felt could be different. You know how you work in a career and in a job, and maybe you see things that could change, that could really benefit everybody if these little things were in place. And so I just kind of looked at it from that standpoint of how could, it wasn't just about me, it was about how could this all be better for everyone involved. And I just started kind of writing things down. And then eventually I hired someone to edit my work. And that's really when it started to turn more into a manuscript when I started getting feedback from an editor. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the uh, the editor in my life just completely changes my work into something really nice. It's it's quite the process, isn't it? Mm. And uh, it's so tell me more about this emotional detox book, the first one. Well, the emotional detox is actually my seventh book. So um, the first one was years ago, and that was for a school system. I wrote that. It's called Powered by Me for Educators. Um, so after I wrote that initial self-published book, I wrote a book called The Four Gifts of Anxiety. And that really looked at how we can transform anxiety, what anxiety can offer us. And that book really has a lot of good research in there and got me interested more and more in emotions. So had I not written that book, I don't think emotional detox would exist. So emotional detox was published in 2018. At first, it was something that I just was purely interested in diving into knowing more about our emotions. What are they? What happens when they're inside of us, what happens when we don't acknowledge them? Do they ever go away kind of thing? And then I, I got I gathered all the research. I presented it to Simon & Schuster, which is a big deal. They, they said, this looks great, but it's not enough. So they said, you need to go back and do more. And I thought, okay. So I went back and researched some more and put together some more ideas. And presented it again. And they said, okay, now you've got it. Now you've got something here. And I thought, oh, wow, this is great. I did it. And literally, oh gosh, it was maybe, maybe about five weeks later, I was hit with the worst news of my life. And it was extremely traumatic. It was not just traumatic for me. It was traumatic for my entire family, including my children. And now I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't write a book. I'm in crisis. And I don't know when I'm going to be out of this. It was one of those things where I, 
I had no idea was literally how it was going to end up. So now I went back to the publisher and I said, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't write this. I'm a mess. And they said, just let it be, go back to it when you can. And I said, okay, so now I'm studying this idea of an emotional detox, but now I have a different take on it because I'm in it. <laughs> I'm, I need an emotional detox, let alone write about one. And it ended up Thomas being the biggest blessing because I got to write this book from inside out. I got to look at it from the perspective of a researcher. And now I'm a psychology professor, so I'm a big fan of research. And then I also got to look at it from the perspective of what it's like to need an emotional detox and what's going to work and what's not going to work during those times. And through that, the what I call CLEANSE, which is the seven steps of an emotional detox, that's the acronym for it, CLEANSE, was, was born. And then eventually I would go on and write emotional detox for anxiety. Actually, that came out um, a year after that book. I was still so invested in the process. I actually had two books in me. I didn't know that, of course, at the time I was in my crisis, but that was what came through. Wow, that's so amazing. It's uh, such a, a great story to hear about because uh, you know, like you had this idea and you had all this research, but then to actually kind of have to do it, right? Is that is that kind of what perspired, like happened was that you really had to go through the emotional detox to write the book, right? I did. I did. I had to wrestle with it, Thomas. I had to, I had to really work with it and I had to get mad at it and I <laughs> I had to struggle and I had to try something and then throw it out and then maybe bring it back in later and it, it because I was going through the motions it was it was something that was very much alive in me that I was playing with but at the same time I was working through all the little mishaps, all the kinks, all the ways that my mind would tell me, well, this would make sense for somebody. They ought to go do this. Kind of like when someone goes and gives you advice, they're like, maybe you should do this. And you're like, maybe you should screw your <laughs> screw because, you know, it's just, you're in it. You're, you're a mess. And you're like, this person has no idea what I'm going through. And, and that's what it was like for me. It was really it was, there was moments of tears. There was moments of joy. There was moments of being down about it. And, but I went through it and what came out was really beautiful and not just beautiful, it's effective. And that's what's most important. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to have that shift from, you know, having such an ordeal, something traumatic in life. And, and I can, you know, personally relate to this as, as you know, I had this traumatic uh, death near me uh, a couple of years ago in 2015. And, and it really did change my life. And, and now I look at it with gratitude, just just like you are. And, and it's a great place to be and to have that gratitude. And of course, it's, it's a journey to get there. And so uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and I really appreciate that. And, and I want to ask you more about this seven steps cleanse process. Can you tell us more? 
Sure. So the, again, and it's, it's an acronym for the seven steps. It begins with the C and it ends with the E. And the thing about this method is the steps build upon each other. And again, I don't, I don't think I could have written it had I not written all those other books. And it was almost like all of them, all of those six other books was a part of each step. So it's, it's like I had to write those books to just get the one step. And so the first step of the cleanse is called clear reactivity. And that's really a grounding step. It's, it's about getting in your body. It's about mindfulness. It's anchoring yourself. And there's many, many ways to do that. And I describe that in the book. It's also about really communicating with your body on what you're up to. Because I think sometimes when we go through trauma like yourself, we have to be careful that we don't re-traumatize ourselves. And that's one of the biggest things I learned from my own journey and from researching about emotions is, you know, we want, we want people to talk about it and people will say, well, you never talk about it and you hold everything in. And, but there's a reason for that because people are really afraid and maybe perhaps it's already happened that they're going to have to go through it again. And that's really, really scary. And it's really important that we're, we tread lightly with people when we decide to open up a little bit or encourage them to open up. And, and so that first step really prepares you so you feel safe. The second step is L, which is look inward. And that's really something that came to me through my journey. Actually, I was in therapy and <laughs> I had never gone, I hadn't been going to therapy. I didn't need to until the, the crisis. And then I was actually with a few different therapists because I had so much research in my head. I was having a hard time finding someone in alignment with what I had learned. I finally landed with someone really wonderful. And for whatever reason, she got up and during a session, she got distracted. She started to look at paperwork and it was like a beep or something that happened. She had like a, like a pager on. And during that time period that she got up, I heard a voice and it was very, very strong, very direct. And it was that second step. And so that second step is really teaches people how to begin to acknowledge their emotions without re-traumatizing? How do I acknowledge it without hurting myself or someone else? The third step is E, which is emit, which is, um, I had written a book on mantras. That was one of the six. So I knew a mantra would be part of the formula. And that third step is a mantra. The fourth step is called activate. And that's a, some visualization that takes place there. It's um, activating joy is what I call that. That's the A. The N is nourish. And it depends what book you're looking at, but um, the nourishing is about learning communication. It's about learning how um, to have a voice again, because that's what happens when people are, go through trauma, you lose your voice and, and, how to, and, and some care there. So there's some guidelines for that. Then there's surrender, which is the S. And I give some simple statements for people 
that they can say, and then E is ease. And that's where you land in the I am space, which is actually who we've always been. We just kind of lost our way. We got caught off. Um, and it's really about coming back to that I am consciousness, that, 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 that what we've always been, and that is, that is pure love, which is from source. So that's the steps, believe it or not, they can be done in 10 minutes. Once you learn them, emotional detox for anxiety outlines them in a way where someone could go through a practice in 10 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. I love all those steps. And, and, uh, I think my personal journey with anxiety was it got pretty hardcore where I had physical ailments popping up from the trauma. Um, and, and I'm curious, like, um, how did your research point you toward, um, kind of the Louise Hayes, uh, ideas about trauma and emotions building up and becoming physical ailments? Was there a lot of mind-body connection that was um, dug up through all this research? Yes, absolutely. Well, of course, I was also looking for more mind-body because that's what I write about. I write about more mindful ways. The Four Gifts of Anxiety is all about mindful approaches, looks at emotions more from an energy standpoint, how to transform them. And Louise Hay and her affirmations, I mean, I think everybody can relate to that book and finds that very helpful. I, I'm really about uncovering and giving people a way to look at, okay, how am I suppressing my emotions? So in the emotional detox perspective, and this is where it would differ from something like Louise Hay is in my journey, I realized I could not go back to old mindsets. The old mindsets are that our emotions are, you know, good, bad, right, wrong. In the emotional detox perspective, all emotions are good so long as you process them. I'll say that again. All emotions are good so long as you process them. So when you process your emotions, you're not getting rid of your emotions. What you're releasing is how you react to them, how you cope with them, how you manage with them. You likely had some ways that you managed your situation in your life. Probably I would imagine that you, there would be some, there would be fight, flight, or freeze response, right? And that that's a management, our body's managing that situation. But after a while, you have to stop managing because it's the, it's this idea. And this is what I mean about old mindsets. It's this idea that we have to manage anxiety or manage our emotions, manage our anger. That for me, and in the writing of emotional detox, didn't help. It needed to go. So I literally had to build a new platform, a new foundation for what I would believe. And so when we go through the process of those seven steps, we are releasing, first we're becoming aware of how do I suppress or repress my emotions? And that 
those ways, which I call reactions, reactions are the way we make the uncomfortable comfortable, is what we're choosing to release through that mantra. Once we release the reactions, we give the emotions permission to exist. And as that occurs, they begin to transform into something new. And you know that because the way you see everything changes, the way you handle things change, and you become really strong. I'm not talking physically strong, an inner strength comes through. And so that's a little bit about how that might differ from something like Louise Hay. Yeah, I love that so much. And that really ties into a lot of the work that I do as a master practitioner in, in NLP and hypnosis and mental emotional release. And, and I think the biggest thing I learned throughout my training was that the emotions, in, like you said, all emotions are good. And I truly believe that, you know, even the anger, the sadness, like it's, it's a good thing to feel those, but we have to process them. We have to honor them and learn the lessons. And, and I think the, the lessons and the, the different perspectives that we get from the negative emotions is helps us be even happier and experience more joy in the moments when we are feeling positive. And, and to me, I guess I really want to ask you because I'm so curious um, about um, like timeline therapy or breakthrough sessions or mental emotional release. Have you heard of those techniques or do you know about them? I've, I've heard loosely. I, Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I was just curious because it's, um, it's so similar to exactly what you're talking about is, is truly releasing. And, and I want to go back to this idea of, um, you know, clear reactivity. And I think Mm. through my journey with anxiety, the first, I would say the first thing that happened for me toward healing was that I had to come back inside my body. And I, and I have more of a, I guess, spiritual sense of that, of, of, you know, I felt like I was just out there floating around, to- totally disconnected from everything. But when uh, I got a hold of an acupuncturist that could really help me, he he explained to me that I need to come back inside my body and become grounded again. And it was amazing how much that shifted everything for me. Mm. Yeah, that's that step one of clear reactivity. You got it is really about coming into your body. And the more you do that, the more comfortable that becomes. Do you have perfect health? Could you improve your sleep, immune system, or energy levels? What about muscle recovery or detoxing from the fire season? I've been using the essential oils for a few months now, and I've been getting perfect sleep. My immune system is top-notch, and I feel amazing. Essential oils are plant allies that support our bodies in a million different ways. OnGuard supports your immune system, Lemon helps you detox the heavy metals from the smoke, and the peppermint will release your head tension in seconds. Support your healing journey and go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. Essential oils are hundreds of pounds of pure organic plant material pressed into a tiny amount of liquid, which means the essential oil is a powerful ally. So go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. That's mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. My mic went out for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, The more you go in your body, the more you, you prefer that. And you don't disassociate from as a way to cope with the trauma that can be buried inside of the body. 
And, you know, I mean, I've, I've studied a lot of different, you know, there's so many different ones out there. I've, I was a quantum healing um, practitioner. I, I actually reached the master level of training and all that. And, and, um, and they, and they were all, you know, all part of the journey, all very helpful. Um, it's just, for me, it's really just not being afraid. And this out of anything has, has been the most helpful. And I think learning how to focus more on the reactions than the emotions and letting the emotions be. <laughs> we don't even need to actually give them a label. We don't even know, need to know where they come from or even why they're there. We, but what we do focus is on, well, how do I hold back? How do I suppress or repress or interfere with the, with the emotions and their, the, them as a resource? Yeah, absolutely. And so I just want to make sure I have this really clear in, in this process is that you're saying to really allow, just not to be afraid and to allow the feeling, allow the emotion to play out, even though it may be painful for a little bit, like just allow it and honor it. And just that is, is the way of processing it. Right. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, definitely. Thomas, I, I think what is nice about the cleanse is that that step two gives people the ability to acknowledge, because we do have to acknowledge them, to acknowledge what they're feeling. But what's nice is they know they're going to have that step three. Step three is going to bring in lots of vibration. So no matter how, what that discomfort is, knowing that step three is there helps them be okay, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think mantras or affirmations or anything of the sort, words are so powerful. Like, and, and I'm curious, these, um, these mantras, are these Vedic mantras? Are they um, like kind of self uh, mantras that you've created or what's kind of the inspiration behind the mantra? Well, the mantra, I, I actually just asked because I, I sat with that for a while. And I, I've been teaching yoga for about 19 years now. So I'm very comfortable and familiar with mantras, but not everybody is, let's face it. And I didn't really understand them fully until I wrote the book Mantras Made Easy and, and the where they come from. The mantra that I chose was the mantra hum, which is a simple hum sound, H-U-M. And it turns out that hum mantra has an enormous amount of research behind it. It is incredibly beneficial and you don't even have to call it a mantra. You can just hum. And the hum has so much, they, they looked at stroke patients using the hum. They saw the changes in the blood flow and the circulation. They've seen how it impacts the neurotransmitters in the brain. I mean, it's just proven to be an extremely effective mantra. So that's the one I recommend. Of course, other people can use others, but hum is actually the mantra of enlightenment. Oh, I love that so much. And, and uh, 
yeah, I think I hummed to myself all the time, actually, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. And it's so interesting because I think when, you know, I've heard of this before of, of certain um, mantras that are more sounds like the classic ohm, uh, of course, we've all heard of, but these these other um, hum sounds, like it's so beautiful to, to hear this about the vibration, really changing uh, the body and, and the energy and, and really everything that's going on. So, and I, and thank you for explaining about how you asked. And I think that's, that's something um, I'm, I, I resonate with that a lot because I ask things to a uh, higher source sometimes uh, more often than not, actually. So that's amazing. And, and so the, the activation, I'm curious, um, the visualization, what, what are they visualizing? What is, um, what's happening at that step? Well, I mean, it really depends. And I always say that I don't know. I, it's funny, the more I cleanse, the less I know. That's what I tell people. The more I process, the less I know. And what I mean by that is that I don't really make decisions about what someone's going to do before we start processing the emotions, what they're going to visualize, what they're going to focus on, because the emotions, as you know, once you start to process them, you are just being guided. And there might be a visualization that just pops into your mind. It might be a word. It might be a feeling. It might be, who knows? It might be something you hear or sense or I don't know how it's going to show up. And so I, I really try to not put limits on that. But if I were to guide someone, it's probably going to be if, for example, I, I don't know if you have anything, Thomas, of how you know that you managed your emotions through that trauma. Yeah, you know, I think the the big thing, you know, looking back, there is so much fear and so much anxiety that was like, it would almost, I'd be kind of okay, I'd be coasting. And then all of a sudden, something on TV or something would trigger me and I would just spiral completely out of control. And then I would have like physical symptoms. And then, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be like, um, later on and learning about trauma is like, oh, I'm actually reliving what happened over and over again in a way. And, and I think what helped me the most was meditation, um, meditation. And, and really, I think um, it took me a long time to understand the visualizations of, you know, either connecting with a higher source light or connecting with a joyful moment or memory. And I think plugging into something that's joyful. And what comes to mind for me is really heart math and that process of um, focusing on your heart center and focusing yeah. on love. That, that really is, is what helps me so much. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, you can be creative in, in that process. I think it would, whatever works, but you know, if, if someone were spiraling like yourself, in those moments, if that was what you found yourself sort of, it's almost like a little bit of a, reminds me of like a little bit of a tornado, you know, just kind of taking on a life of its own and, and just kind of smoothing that out a little bit, you know, maybe imagining, you know, something that was, is kind of unwinding, you know, what would that feel like if that spiral were kind of unwinding and, kind of, you know, almost reminds me of a little bit of a tight ball all wound up and just slowly kind of open that ball up and 
kind of a rope or string and see if you can just slowly feel what that would feel like to pick that apart a little bit and make it a little bit looser and kind of move it around a little bit, play with it until finally it's, it's completely loose and open. And then you can just take that and it's just one big long piece of string. And as you, as you visualize, you can almost feel that in your body, right? Thomas, it's, um, it's not just an image that you're seeing. It's what do you, what's your experience like in that? And that would be a little bit of what it would feel like to be in that activation phase where you're starting to not just think about it or visualize it, because that can sometimes exert energy from your brain, but to actually have the experience of unwinding and loosening and releasing in your body. Yeah, that's that's just you explaining that visualization. Of course, my mind's going to go there and um, <clears throat> it's totally, I could feel my body just like relaxing. That was amazing. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. And so um, what an amazing like process that you came up with. And, and it's so beautiful. And this, this, uh, these books are so powerful. Like I'm really going to go check out your books because each one of them you've talked about so far sounds so beautiful and powerful. And, and which one was like, your favorite to write or maybe the hardest to write? Um, well, emotional detox was the hardest to write. And I always say I could never write that book again. Um, mainly because some of myself is in there and I do talk about what I went through and I don't think I could pull that off again, Thomas. I, I think I needed to write that in the way that it happened and maybe there was a little bit of divine intervention there because a lot of people have gotten a lot of help from that book. And if that's the way it needed to work, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with going through that. And it, it wasn't, again, it just wasn't me. It was my children. You know, it's one thing to have your own really traumatic event, but then to see your children suffering, that, that's really, really tough. So it was, it was layered and it was loaded, but that was the toughest, but also um, the most touching and real and authentic and pure love, mindful book um, that I've ever written. And then Emotional Detox for Anxiety um, came after that because people with anxiety were contacting me and saying, how do I apply this to anxiety? And and I just thought, well, I have to rebuild that because that could use a little bit of uh, a new foundation as well, the whole term anxiety. And so I don't really define it as the clinical terms. I define it as an emotion attempting to be processed, but it can't because we won't let it. That's my definition of anxiety. Oh, I love that so much. And, and I think, you know, just the time in the world right now, these two books are needed. Like people are hurting a hundred times more than they were in 2018 and 2019. You know, it's like, it's real, you know, there's, there's a lot of mental health stuff going on. So I just want to thank you for writing these books because they're so beautiful. And, and who would have thought 2020 was so hard and, and these books were needed last year and, and, 
needed in the future and such amazing work. Electromagnetic frequencies or EMFs are affecting your body right now. The World Health Organization reports that EMFs can cause headaches, anxiety, depression, nausea, fatigue, loss of libido, and sleep disturbances. What if you could protect yourself from the EMF fogs and the 5G rollouts? I've been trying products from Essential Vibes and I noticed a huge difference. The live blood tests show that your blood flow increases with less globules. You sleep better, have more balance, and the muscle testing proves this. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection to learn more. I was so impressed with these products, I had to add this to my natural wellness program. So check out Essential Vibes and go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. That's mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Um, is, is there any other questions that I haven't asked you or something that you want to talk about? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. It's really, I live and breathe the stuff, emotional detox. Like I said, I just, I have a emotional D de- another, a third emotional detox book coming out in October, 221, which is 135 emotional detoxes that are self-guided that people are going to be able to guide themselves through. And then I'm writing a, um, another one that's based on the cleanse system. So, um, so I've just been really, um, really trying to stay out of the media and focus on, uh, what's coming through and supporting people in that way. And knowing that, um, our emotions can really change things. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest message is we, the people, you know, if we want to go are the ones that have the power. And when we look to the outside world as having power over us, um, we put ourselves in a powerless position. We, we give this impression that we, we don't have it, that somebody else has it. And that's just simply not true. We hold it. And, you know, big reason I go on podcasts and do what I do is to really, my mission is to get people feeling again, because I processing, not, not feeling as in talking, but actually feeling, processing your, your emotions. Because I do believe, I know for a fact that it is, it will change everything and everything people need to know. We need to come together right now and do this together. And get our eyes, our lens off the outside world because it's not there. (laughs) And the power is not outside of you. It's not in the hands of some leader or, or some, you know, whatever's going on that we're focusing on it's in us. And so the work that you do, Thomas, sounds like you're doing similar kind of work. You know, this is where it is. And the more of us that start to really practice these things, whether it's my method or somebody else's method, as long as it's based on love and your process and you're feeling your emotions, that is how we're all going to transcend. Oh, I love it so much. What an amazing message. And, and I think that gets, uh, I'm, I'm curious if you've been following in of any of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work or his research that's been happening with his uh, retreats at all. I have, I have a couple of his books. 
I used to follow his work. I am not familiar with his most recent retreats. I, I, what I do is when I'm writing, I don't really look at other people's stuff unless I'm grabbing a piece of research and then I'm out. And the reason being is I don't want to accidentally pull from someone else's ideas or their work. So my feeling is like, if I, I'll go in, I'll grab the research, I'll cite it, I'll credit you, but then I'm out of your stuff because I want this, you know, to be pure that, you know, and the cleanse is pure. It, it was channeled through me. So that's why I don't. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's, um, oh, that's an amazing. Right now. What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, but I love him. He's, he's wonderful. Oh, wow. He is one of the most amazing speakers uh, of our time, I think. And, um, yeah. I, it seems yeah. like his retreats, um, he's, he's come up with a formula that involves heart math, but really, you know, sitting people down in a meditative state and, you know, doing brain scans before and after, and also doing brain sensory, um, ex, you know, measurements during the meditation and, and guiding them into a mystical experience. And, um, of course that's different for everybody, but there seems to be this correlation between, mm -hmm. Uh, the mystical experience and uh, uh, spontaneous healing, which of course science says is impossible, um, but it seems like there's there's something happening there, and and I know there's there's some universities yeah. that are getting involved with it. It's getting pretty serious, um, so it's really exciting work. And of course, Dr. Joe Spinzo's story alone is just incredible about fixing his own spine sure. and things like that. Um, so it's somebody I follow and and, and uh, yeah. really really admire. Um, in this field, because I think the mind-body connection, uh, especially being in the NLP world and the mental-emotional release, it's it's so powerful. And I know you know that too. The mind and the body—they're so connected, and the mind is so powerful. It's it's amazing. Like you said again, like the processing our emotions is where it's at. It's something we got to go inward. And and I love your message so much. And um, you know, going inward is so important right now. I think the whole world needs to go inside themselves mm -hmm. and, and find their truth, their purpose, their healing. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's wonderful to, to see people do the science and, you know, have that kind of biofeedback is really powerful for people to see that they can, that they can change it. And, you know, for me, from an emotional detox perspective, how, how you know that you've completed, you know, I call it completing patterns and, and it's really an internal thing. You just, you know, you've completed a pattern when you start drawing in different experiences into your life, whether it's new people, new conversations, books, whatever interests you, these are all little signs that you're completing a pattern that perhaps was running, you know, a cycle. And, and so it's, it can be very empowering to see, wow. Oh, okay. That that's a sign that I've completed a pattern. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. And, you know, personally, I've just gone through this leaving a career to go into mental health and, and, uh, you know, I left wildland firefighting recently to, really focus on helping wildland firefighters with this, with the anxiety, with the um, mental health stuff. That's such a struggle for the firefighter. So um, completing the pattern, um, 
I think that's, that's an amazing message too, because it feels like I've completed a pattern recently and, and I really resonate with that. So thank you. Do you have any last thoughts before, um, before we go? Well, I always, I, you know, I have a show, an emotional detox radio show. And I always say at the end of the show, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. So I, I just want to leave people with that same message. Your emotions do matter. Processing them, however, matters more. So that's, oh. that's the last thing I want to leave people with. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. And, and where can people find your books? Where can they find your show? Where can they find your website? Sure. It's sherryannaboyle.com is my, my main website. That's where you're going to find my books. You're going to find the coaching classes. I'm starting a class on um, this week for people on manifesting, which is the other half of the cleanse, by the way. It's also the seven steps for manifesting. I kind of found that out accidentally, and now I actually teach it. And as far as the radio show, you can find that on sherryannaboyle.com. I also have a podcast with, with someone else called Emotional Detox. And then I have cleanselife.com. And cleanselife.com is a, another website which holds all of my yoga videos and meditations. It's just a one place where all of that is made available for people. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, for everybody listening, there'll be links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, really go check out Sherryana's stuff because she is an amazing person, amazing writer and has so many tools for you to really change your life. And, uh, you know, I just want to encourage everybody listening to go out there and, and find your sacred ancestry because whatever you are, you are so much more than that. <laughs>